Go to patreon.com slash sidequeststudios. Go to patreon.com slash sidequeststudios. We're doing stuff over there. With so many things. And you can pay for them. You can be a part of those things. Hello out there, you little doves and kitchen wenches. Welcome to Thrones of Games, the Game of Thrones podcast where we watch the series backwards. If you've never heard the show before, well, let me explain there. Friend, my name is BT Calloway. I've already seen the entire show and joining me as always is Elliot J. O'Neill, the man who had never watched a single episode of Game of Thrones until he started watching in reverse order. Elliot, how are you doing over there, buddy? Oh, man, I'm just... Did you say Games of Thrones or Throne of Games? I, I don't know. Rewind it yourself. I'm not here to... I'm not my, my own autobiographer. <laughs> Uh, we just watched season two, episode three, entitled "What Is Dead May Never Die." So if you're gonna be all sassy about that one, uh, what just happened? A lot of dying. <laughs> a lot of dying happened. Yeah, it's true. That's I mean that's that's par for the course for Game of Thrones. Uh, for those of you playing at home, this is um, nothing. Nothing. Okay, big things happen, but they're not like iconic. Mm. Uh, so like uh, Theon's, you know, decides to swear his allegiance to his family instead of the Starks. Uh, you know, uh, Arya, Hot Pie, and that guy get captured by the Lannisters and taken to Harrenhal. Um, stuff. Yeah, look, if it wasn't for that last scene, I would have done my snoozy bit. But even then, like, I, I had a reasonably good time in this episode. Yeah, there, there are some good scenes. They're just not big, iconic ones that you're going to remember for ages. Mm. Um, yeah, but uh, just speaking to that then, what was your MVP, your most valuable part of this episode? I mean, obviously Tyrion, that whole bit rules. But yeah. I do want to throw, like, a very close to MVP, uh, that guy who just totally... Um, did die and now he is now dead despite mm. what fucking Yara and Theon want to have you believe anyway um, that, well, that guy to, to be fair they say what de- what is dead may never die so it might but it's dead so it, uh, <laughs> stupid fucking sea people <laughs> yeah they're kind of bastards <laughs> all except Yara they're a bunch of seamen um, <laughs> god that was so lowbrow um, hey we put brows where we like here man <laughs> high low middle of the range pew 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 yeah and uh, yeah shoot my semen jokes all over the place uh, <laughs> so uh, no goatee guy who totally eats it I liked his speech I liked his story hmm. um, it was a good like really led into Arya's whole fucking whispering the names at night thing and yeah, yeah, yeah it's this was a great joy of watching the show backwards seeing where this came from yeah just a big surprise i'd completely forgotten this entire thing happened but yeah um he's someone from you know the night's watch who's taken all these people up to be basically be night's watch recruits yeah uh and just you know finds Arya sitting by herself like i should be sleeping she's like i can't how do you sleep at night with all the horrible things you've seen he's like ah well let me tell you a story about the man who murdered my brother and i'd think about his face all the time and i'd say his name in a list Mm. sort of before i was drifting off to sleep like if i wanted to kill list of some kind yeah and see this is sort of a fascinating thing to me about any life pre-photography and you know even in this world where there's like magic all over the place Mm -hmm. even despite what maester paul kelly wants to have you believe yeah um that the idea that you could forget someone someone's face yeah yeah or someone that was so close to you and Mm. we got a little bit of a hint of it in the simpsons index when we reviewed that recent episode where 
Todd wasn't dreaming of his mother's face anymore. Yeah. And, that, and that concept is so harrowing to me. And to have this guy explain it and then, um, yeah, describe the, how vividly he sees his enemy, like, fuck. Yeah, uh, there's a really good bit in Saving Private Ryan where, you know, Matt Damon's pr- the pri- titular pr- Private Ryan is like, I can't remember my brother's face anymore. And Tom Hanks is like, you need to remember a moment. Not try. You try to picture their face exactly, you're not going to get it. But if you mm. remember a moment with them, you're going to, it's going to come back to you. It's, it's genuinely true. Every time I'm like, I can't quite remember this person. And then I just think of a time you remember with them and that will come through. Mm. Yeah, mm. good movie. I remember another thing from that that I took away was that uh, the guy's like, and another bit about trying to get to sleep is like mm-hmm. he doesn't try to get to sleep; he tries to stay awake. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Saving Private Ryan, controversial take, worth watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really snub for that Oscar versus uh, you know Shakespeare and Love. Really? <laughs> yep. Big controversy about that one for obvious reasons. But yeah, this guy then goes out and has a great like death scene where he's surrounded by these Lannister troops and they're like, "Drop your weapons. We're here to take all your shit." And he's all like. Nah, even though he's clearly fucked, he's all good with it anyway. And he gets yeah. shot by a crossbow. Like, oh, that's what I hate about crossbows. They take too long to load! <laughs> Just charges this dude, and oh my god, it's good. Yeah, and I know I've talked about this uh, scene before, and I'm pretty sure in relation to Brienne, uh, in that, you know, they're clearly overwhelmed, they're clearly got no chance of surviving mm. this but he fucking goes down swinging and takes some licks with him so oh, for sure and then he gets the nut like they he eventually just gets pretty much drawn to his knees by a thousand stabs and then someone does a really slow stab down the mm. spine it's nasty but damn it's good yeah oh very affecting so mm. yeah um this yeah this final scene really picked me up from this episode like i said not that i was having a bad time but yeah it was a bit uh more talky in the middle and it was a bit more of this really chopping and changing with quick scenes that i'm not such a big fan of yeah this is one where they kind of introduced every character that was going to be in this episode with the exception of aria who only showed up at the end uh and then you know goes back to them throughout whereas uh i do much before the the version where they maybe go back to them twice yeah and uh it's a little bit longer for that um, I will say it did work for the Tyrion stuff because, you know, yeah. he's planting seeds, so... Yeah, you need to have a space between him setting up this plan and the uh, fruit of that plan mm. from the seed, from yep. the setup. Yep. Uh, so just to stick on this um, awesome dude moment, uh, there's also a bit where they're all running away, and there's one guy who runs into the one torch that's standing there, <laughs> and, it's like, and then you get a slightly wider shot, and it's like an b- almost empty field, and just one torch, the guy ran into it and started a fire. And it's like... Dude, fuck. <laughs> was that the blonde guy who ate it at the hand of Arya's rapier from someone else's hand? Uh, maybe. I'm not sure. But I don't yeah, think is, so. Maybe. I don't know. This is also that uh, origin of a bit we see a few scenes later where someone steals Needle from Arya and mm. kills this kid. He's like, oh, what's wrong, mate? You've been shot in the leg. You can't run. He's like, yes, you'll have to carry me. Nap, stab. And that again, that, just, that slow just in, out, and then all the blood just... <laughs> It's it's effective. Yeah, uh, insulting it as a toothpick, but hey, mate, it worked. Yeah, what what it can't do that with a toothpick, mate. Oh god. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, we also see you know um, the murder genie, and this is how Arya saved him because the cart car was on fire, and she stopped and grabbed the axe and handed it back to him. Yeah, and so. his piercing blue eyes shooting through. Yeah, the the oranges of that scene. I actually mm-hmm. like. 
I don't know. I think on a different day I might have found this a bit silly, but because of his old dude thing, yeah. like this really worked for me. The murder genie dude. <laughs> uh, there's also a bit I'm just going to, before we get to my MVP, which is when she's talking to this one guy, he talks about, oh, I remember his face when I was doing my chores, when I was milking cows, when I was taking a shit. Mm. And earlier there's a bit where uh, Tyrion gets a little potion from Mace to Pycelle and it's like, oh, I haven't had a good shit in weeks. I'm like, well, should we start a new segment, Shit Talk? <laughs> <laughs> I like the segment concept, but... Um, oh, and you just got the Foley um, sound effect, practical sound effect for cock talk. Yeah, you don't want to see my Foley practical sound effect for shit talk. <laughs> but uh, yeah, in case it doesn't come up. I was wondering why you had a, a toilet installed in the soundproof room married with children style. <laughs> yeah, but you don't want to know. But uh, yep, yeah. Stay tuned for the Al Bundy podcast. Yeah, now that you mentioned it, I don't think I want to make that a segment anymore, but hey... Sometimes shit comes up in interesting ways. I'm still really enjoy uh, what was Sir Dallas's uh, discussion with. Um, oh, it was Giants Bane. Yeah, yeah. Tom and Giants Bane's just happy shitting. Yeah, one of the very <laughs> few times we named a Thrones a game after so- uh, some a direct quote from the episode. Yeah, so what happened this time? I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, man, my MVP, I kind of want to throw to Maester Carl Baron, who doesn't do like a big thing. There's a bit where you see his POV running through and Hodor's like, Hodor. And mm. then you're like, what the hell is going on? You hear the panting of a wolf. You're like, oh, we're in a wolf's eyes. And then it cuts to going into uh, Olbrand's room, climbing up on the bed and looking at him. And he wakes up and he's like, I was in the wolf's eyes. This is weird. And he has all. Oh, of course. Yeah, he was. he's warging. So he had a little chat with uh, Maester Carl Baron, and Maester Carl Baron's all like, Oh, uh, look, it's probably just a dream. He's like, but it, my dreams come true. He's like, yeah, but what about the dreams you had that didn't come true? He's like, that's true. Remember the candied plum tree? Yeah, yeah, remember that? It was real, I swear. <laughs> remember when it rained frosted pudding and you were like, yay, and then you woke up and it wasn't real. <laughs> Silly kid. But luckily that one with a giant spider that eats your mother's face isn't real either. Mm, you know, oh, yeah. dreams, they're weird. Yeah, no, I so really like that bit. I mean, this is a character, again, I kind of forgot existed, Yeah, but... You know, based on when he dies, he's he's talking about getting to see Olbran and uh, Rickon grow up, and he was blessed for that. And just seeing him about the the place, looking after these kids, it's very heartwarming for a for a very bleak show. Yeah, absolutely. I I really do hope that I get to see more of this guy as well, because yeah, he's a he's a lovely presence in a mm. very bleak show. For sure. And then he's like, oh, I've got this link, and and it's made of Valerian steel, and only maesters who study magic. And I went to study magic, and I ho- hoped I'd be really great at it, and I'd have hidden powers. I was like, yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Who didn't go, I mean, I probably don't, but do I have the force? <laughs> no, but I wanted to. And uh, yeah, so that was a nice little bit. Um, and it also- does actually remind me, like, because one of my reoccurring dreams is that I have the power of levitation. Oh, and nice. there's just something in my dreams which, uh, like, every time I fucking get myself, it's like, oh, nice, I can do this. Whee! And I was like, oh, I'm glad that life is like this. <laughs> then I'll I, wake up and I'm, oh. I was so bored and tired of all this podcasting, but now I can fly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow, that's that's both fun and a bummer. Mm, it's better than my reoccurring dream of, like, I grow too many teeth mm-hmm. and I can't, like, shut my mouth properly. Ah, that's a backwards one on the teeth falling out. Yeah. You're worried you're too handsome. Mm. <laughs> Well, it's actually also ever since getting the apnea machine where Mm. uh, most of my dreams I can't actually talk. Um, Anyway, we're getting way too deep into Elliot's dream corner. I was going to be like, I have a reoccurring dream when I am nude often at school, which was, you know, years ago. But it's also like, it's not a problem. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that probably wasn't a good idea. No one else is doing this. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not like the, oh no, it's all terrible. It's just like, ah, probably shouldn't have... 
probably wasn't the best idea. Short. I mean, no one seems to mind, but I think they're all just they're all just keeping it quiet. That's <laughs> yeah, this is uncomfortable, right? I'm going to leave. Well, it was Mufti Day, two dollar coin donation. Yeah, it was Pajama Day. This is what I wear for pajamas. <laughs> um, yes, but anyway, that was Dream Talk, apparently. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, MVP. As always, uh, well, just just employee of the month, not uh, MVP. Yeah, <laughs> just Tyrion, and he has this whole usual setup of uh, telling one, telling Maester Pycelle he's going to ship uh, Marcel uh, off to Dawn, telling Littlefinger he's going to move her off to Harrow to the Eyrie and to that little Robin dude we see later, who, yeah. who was like, throw people through the moon door. So he ends up uh, telling Marcella to Dawn. That's what Dawn. I don't get. It's like, if this was a ruse, why did he end up doing it? Mm. I'm a little lost on that one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess was Cersei somewhat accepting of this? Because, I don't know. Because I'm trying to connect the scene where they say goodbye to her, mm. uh, which feels like the only connective tissue here. Yeah, um, my only guess is the plan actually was to sell Marcella off to Dawn, but he was the other two were just getting misinformation to see which one leaked. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess this was the real information, and he put it, you know, two uh, two lies and a truth. Mm. I guess we'll have to see going back, I suppose, but. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like the scene how he's talking to wine and he pans over to him pouring the wine, then cuts back and he's actually talking to Varys and then lays out the plan, then cuts away and does the same thing in his little finger. It's It, it works. Yeah, no, it, it's another one of those things that I think could have easily uh, veered off into silliness, but mm-hmm. the way they did it here, I quite liked it. And the flowing nature of it all, like I think, yeah, helped work. It could have very easily felt a bit jerky and jarring, yeah. um, all these cuts, but yeah, I, I agree. This is, It felt really, yeah, I like this scene a lot. Yeah, and then it follows up nicely with a little argument between himself and Littlefinger, and he's like, well, maybe you'd like to go visit Catelyn Stark. Hey, mm. bet you'd like that, buddy. Uh, which sets that up, and then a good little discussion with Varys, where he's all, Varys, once again, just fucking rules. Yeah. Uh, he's all like, power is a curious thing. Let me tell you a riddle. He's like, uh, I don't think I like riddles. Like, yeah. well, there's a king, a priest, and a wealthy man in the room, and there's a cell sword, and they all try to convince him to kill the other two. Who has the power in that situation? And he's like, I don't know, it depends on the cell sword. I was like, nah, it does it. <laughs> and yeah, he's just got a bit at the end. So power uh, resides where men believe it resides. Mm. I'm Varys and I'm fucking cool. <laughs> I don't think I like riddles. A very small man casts a large shadow. Get it? Get mm. it, small man? You'll but, figure it out later. But yeah, I like <laughs> this as well, where you get the three reactions to the whole ruse as well. Yeah, um, uh, Littlefinger's pissed that he got Littlefingered about for yeah. once. Uh, Pycelle obviously got caught out, so <laughs> yep. he's all flabbergasted and naked and mm-hmm. now beardless. Yep. Brutal. <laughs> and... Yeah, Varys is like, haha, good show, old boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good old Varys. Uh, so may as well segue from that to nudity! Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, speaking, we burst in a pie cell who's uh, naked. Well, he's dressed, but he's got a... Uh, well, a, we've seen uh, his chin now. It's true. He's his most vulnerable part. Uh, with a lady of the evening who we see later in that uh, awkward scene with Joffrey. Um, oh, I thought I recognized her. Yeah, Great. Yeah. I forgot about, almost forgot about that scene. Yep. Um... That's just there. I don't really have too much else to say. I did write down Maester of Love. That's, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe that's how he operates. Who knows? Mm. Um, and also we get a little little bit of both the Tyrells in this one. Because, uh, yeah, Renly and Loras start with some, some you know, uh, cover of a romance novel, chest, uh, shirtless making out. Yeah, fucking <laughs> Renly the weirdo goes to kiss the bruises. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta say, in a lot of this, I think Renly's kind of an all right dude. 
Like, we get a bit of him about camp, and he's all, like, very accepting of Brienne when other people are like, but she's a lady. And, yeah. You know, um, Catelyn Stark is all told, no, you have to call him uh, your grace. And he's like, she's an honored guest. Stop being so uptight. <laughs> so, what is it? Is Renly kind of cool? Yeah. It's funny how quickly Bree sort of loses the, I don't know, killer knight drone sort yeah. of they don't, they don't exactly soften her up, but she definitely does shift a little bit as uh, things go on. Obviously, as they found to figure out the character and the kind of pacing a little bit more, she gets a bit more of a heart of gold. Yeah. Uh, whereas here, she's just very duty-duty. But then again, it's her first introduction. Yeah, I'm assuming so, right? I have to assume so as well, um, but I don't really know. I kind of think so, though. Yeah. And, yeah, I will serve him with all my might and no harm will ever, ever, ever come to it. Especially him. not in two episodes' time. <laughs> Unless there's some sort of smoke assassin, like baby. some kind of monster that, uh, like some kind of creature I can't hit with a sword. <laughs> what would even do that? Like water? Nah, it's fine. That somehow can generate its own uh, uh, solid form that can penetrate other things. Other Look, than that, if there was some sort of I don't know Terminator of some kind, and it was you know <laughs> like maybe not smoke but liquid metal, and it could turn its arms into knives, that would probably kill Redley, but nothing else. Mm. <laughs> yep, just. Hats off to Terminator forever. That's still my jam, <laughs> despite how many times it's hurt me. Um, You'll always have the first two. We'll always have the first two. And honestly, Dark Fate's better than most people give it rap, uh, than the rap would suggest. Oh. And it's box office, unfortunately. Yeah. Anyway, that's the Terminator Index, and that's a different show entirely that, yes, I want to do now. <laughs> uh, man, well then, oh wait, do we already cover... Oh yeah, other nudity. Oh yeah, and then Marjorie Tyrell comes in and she's all like, oh, how do you like my dress on me? All crumpled on the floor, baby. Mm. And uh, then just has this bit of just kind of being cool, just being like, look, you know, we can get my brother in, he can get you going, but also we kind of need to put a baby in me for, you know, diplomatic reasons. Uh, but I do also like there's a moment where Renly kind of storms off. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not in the mood tonight. And she's you get a moment and it looks like the gears in Natalie Dormer's head are kind of turning and the character's like, how do I want to play this? Yeah. Okay, this is how we do it. It's like, I kind of like that. They give her just a moment. I wonder if it was a directing thing or an acting thing where they're just like, just take a second to kind of make a calculation and decide the best course of action for yourself. I like it. It's very, it speaks very well to her character. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's another great joy of watching this show backwards is seeing how uh, Marjorie Tyrell, not someone that I really thought much about mm. in the later episodes, seeing how she developed. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, and she's back to uh, cleavage dresses instead of the big stupid cone we saw in the last one. And I'm so. pretty sure this is the first time we've seen her boobs. I can't remember, but yes, I assume so. Hmm. Yeah, from this we only get that bit where she flirts with um, Tom and... Yeah. But she does that fully clothed. And that's all very... I don't want to say innocent because she's seducing a child, but whatever. It's very entendre. Yeah. (laughs) So many entendres. Uh, Entendre on Tom and... Entendre on entendre. (laughs) Uh, Whatever. Um, Do we have any other modes of violence? Or do we cover it all in MVP? Oh, um... Uh, 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 yeah, why st- am I forgetting the fucking names of people now? Um, Cersei um, smashes a wine glass and pushes Tyrion a little. Yeah, no, right. Uh, seesaw, shove and uh, shout and shove with Tyrion. Mm-hmm. You know, that's but that's a good yeah, a good bit. It looks like they may have been doing their own stunts. And sure, I know that uh, falling backwards onto some stairs isn't a big stunt, but it looks like it's uh, actually Dinklage. Um, yeah. So yeah, I like to think this wasn't rehearsed. Yeah. Or- <laughs> she just just Lena Headey just got into it. Mm. No, totally. Um, and yeah, just her range, man. Fucking what an amazing actor. Know, more Lena Headey in things. Yep. 
You want to be a voice actor there, Lena Headey, for no money? Because <laughs> we don't have any. Coming to season two of Pulp Fury, Lena Headey yeah, on a pro yeah. bono. Because <laughs> we definitely can't afford her. Oh, God, no. <laughs> a man can dream. Um, I've got Dramatis Slap with a violent stamp. What was Dramatis Slap? Uh, I, someone got a really good slap in to... Oh, it was Theon. He got a good slap in yeah, the face. Yeah, that's right. I think Theon's little arc here is pretty interesting. The whole trying to win his father's approval, basically. Mm. Um, but yeah, works all pretty damn well. And then he gets this kind of... Um, the part where he's writing a letter to Rob Stark to say, by the way, my family's going to raid the North while you're busy in the South. Might want to do something like that. And that kind of moment of him stopping and burning it. It's done entirely. It's just the screen is completely dark except for just the the candles on the table. It's a it's a good bit. And his whole arc in this one, I think, is pretty good. Again, there's so many of these moments, and I called it both of those scenes with Theon, where they almost get silly but i feel like they ride that line perfectly mm. like with the family drama before and yeah that mostly black screen with just the candlelit theon face like mm-hmm. it requires some intensity on his part like and it's i mean how do you just stare act good like <laughs> <laughs> and yet so yeah. like, okay now you're thinking oh should i do this now you're thinking oh that candle could burn this paper and no one would know yeah mm. Yeah, it's yeah, just one of those things where it's like, all right, shove all this motivation into just looking at a bit of paper. Mm-hmm. Well, on violence, we do have uh, Brienne of Tarth fighting uh, Loras Tyrell. Oh, of course. Again, it's not, it's not violence. It's not trying to kill each other, but it still counts. Yeah, I found myself like not super engaged with the scene. I'm trying to think why, and I think it's just um, because they're kind of faceless knights. It doesn't... Yeah really have a lot of impact but i mean it's just meant to be a little bash on the beach anyway like, yeah exactly it's a little 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 showboat for the king kind an of exhibition thing. match mm-hmm. exactly uh let's see oh yeah so kind of a bit confused when uh they're talking about the plan it's like oh okay we're gonna raid the north while they're all down in the south and uh winterfell will resist us for a year or so but they'll fall and then we'll have it forests and valleys and i was like wait when he took winterfell you were all like Why'd you do this? It's landlocked. We don't want this. It's like, mm. did you want this or not? God, no, he's just confused at this point. <laughs> this is the group with the slogan, what is dead may never die. They, yes. I don't think they know what they want. Uh, but their actual slogan, uh, their words of their house are, we do not sow. Mm. So, uh, and then he slaps uh, Theon really hard. <laughs> yeah. I've got to tear in my shirt. Well, we do not sow. Oh, keep that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's the S-O-W, but I also like that as well. <laughs> yeah, which is, again, a stupid, it's like, oh, you're going to just steal everything? You're going to run out of shit to steal for a while. Yeah. Dicks. And yeah, Theon's like, I'd like some bacon. And he's like, no, we do not sow. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I'm out of homonyms. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fair. <laughs> Uh, but again, we, okay, and also, Renly's just walking through the camp and bump, walks past the guy and goes, hey, how's your foot? And he's like, oh, it's getting bad. I was like, is Renly an okay guy? What's going on here? <laughs> he would have made a great king. Yeah. But too bad, smoke assassin baby. I mean, to be fair, Catelyn does have a good little thing to him. It's like, this is all just a big game to you, isn't it? And he's like, how about you fuck off to your tent? <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's fair that he was just kind of in it for the, the game of war. Uh, yeah. All of Thrones. Um. Yeah, it's it's a neat bit. She does also during the whole when Loras is all like, "Ah, what are you doing here?" Ah, he's all like, "My son is fighting a war, not playing at one." Yeah, like, are yeah. You digging at Loras, yeah. Uh, who I forgot was called the Knight of Flowers or something, because that's his uh, house sigil is the flower. Oh, so, there you go. Yeah, it's just uh, flower themes and uh, yeah, his orientation. Oh, I thought he was the Fist of Iron. <laughs> nope, nope. That's only in the bedroom. 
Hey. Iron uh, Fist available on Netflix. No one watch it. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, I can't. I didn't even try. So, um, <laughs> yes. Uh, then we get a bit of uh, Tyrion and Shay, and Shay has a good quote of every man who has tasted my cooking has told me what a good whore I am. <laughs> so, yeah, good way to uh, just reference that without. Yeah, another character much like Marjorie that I'm disappointed that there wasn't more for in her ending. Mm-hmm. But that said, I do like how much of a mystery she remains. Mm. It's uh, as irritating as it is. As much as I want an explanation, I like that I don't know. Yeah, and I'm still trying to figure out what I like, what I made of the scene with her and Sansa. It's just, mm. it's uh, really I thought, weird. I thought this was like a complete odd couple scene. Yeah. It's all like, you've never been a handmaid, and she's never been a handmaid, and she's terrified for her life. They're the odd couple. Ba-da, 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 gotta live together, both of them hiding secrets. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's just, uh, you're meant to brush my hair. Not now. Brush my hair. <laughs> yeah. Well, your chamber pot is empty. What else am I supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, it's a good little bit. And this whole, that whole sequence does start with uh, Sansa literally in a gilded cage because he's looking in a mirror, which is like framed in gold. It's like, ah, oh, you're feeling trapped, are you? Uh, in gilded. Yeah, I got your, uh, I got your yeah, symbolism there. With a little uh, moment of kids say the darndest things as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. When the whole, uh, they're sitting, so it's just Sansa, Seesaw, Masala, and Tommen. And I'm like, huh, half the actors in this scene get replaced. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, have this whole, oh, I'm going to have such a pretty wedding dress when you marry my shit of a brother. Mm. Except she's like, yes, that's going to be ever so lovely. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Just, yeah, waterworks totally falling out of one eye. It's like, it's like but not the one that Cersei can see. Yeah. <laughs> that's control. Fucking hell, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, and yet another episode without Joffrey. Yeah, true. I mean, he's just looming in the background. His name is, like, creepy and annoying now. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Um, whole episode starts off with Cranster kicking kicking the shit out of Snow. Yeah, that's uh, right. I was like, hey, it's Chicken Guy who dies. Yeah, yeah. He's all uh, killing the baby boys, his offerings, and it's like, ugh. But I do like that... Um, oh, wait, yeah, so that's the one I need to clarify. Is So he's Wildling? Uh, no, I think Cranster was of the Night's Watch and kind of just went north to be like a like a forward outlook post right and from there has been up to some terrible terrible things mm. but i do like the idea that they have this terrible person but he's really damn useful at his job and he, they kind of need him even though he's awful mm. it's like yeah sometimes that is the difference between life and death is people you don't want to work with but you have to it's uh, interesting mm. yes uh there's a bit where sam is loading up some cages and there's like one chicken in this huge cage i'm like what what are you doing? <laughs> that's that's not effective. Uh, and he gives uh, Gilly a thimble that has a nipple on it. Yeah, I mean it must be a certain type of. I don't know thimbles well enough to know if this is normal or not. Uh, much like the um, Yara and Theon, you do not so. Oh damn! <laughs> I just walked right into that one. <laughs> Gonna have a bruise on my cheek for weeks. Uh, and also, yeah, there's um, Sam's teeth are fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, uh, as well, I noticed as well, he's got a bit more, like, eye makeup and mascara. Mm-hmm. I think they tried to make it look like he had tired eyes, but it really went all the way where he's now uh, Samuel Tarlimo. Oh, wow. I'm just g- full of puns just, today. You really are. The show was great. That one was a bit of a reach, but I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. It's all good. Uh, man, I'm just going through what I've got left in notes now. Um, Littlefinger's like, Harrod Hall is gassed. I yeah. Like, I, I just like... 
people saying things are cursed. It's funny. He, he actually, for all our criticisms of his weird accent, yeah, he does say cursed quite well. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, speaking of good line deliveries on one word, the way that Tyrion goes, good, <laughs> when he's negotiating with Littlefinger is very yes, good. Well, good. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he, he, again, acting 101 or maybe like an advanced acting course, if you can like do a lot with a single word, mm. like how many times in Pulp Fury have been like, okay, you've got two word line. Now we need you to put this and this and this and this into it. Yeah. I'm sorry you wish you had more dialogue for it, but if you can put <laughs> all these inflections in five syllables, please. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, being able to do a lot with less. A really good uh, weapon in the arsenal of uh, an actor. So work on that out there, as well as eating fruit menacingly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm almost out of notes. My only one is um, the guy that uh, that guy Arya was talking to wanted to kill was called Willem. And I'm like, is that the Willem scream then? <laughs> but no, because that's the Wilhelm. Anywho. Yeah. No, I, I, I would have paid that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, fuck, I might be out too. Yeah, I'm just scared. Which is weird, because I feel like a lot happened in this episode. and It but... did, and I had nearly, like, full two-page of notes. Um, I guess there's just... Each, each individual interesting part doesn't have a lot to be said about it. It was like, hey, this was interesting, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Um, yeah, I like the bit where after they drag Pycelle away, mm-hmm. um, Tyrion puts a silver down and is like... Looks back and <laughs> puts another one down. Why don't down. we make it do? <laughs> I didn't know if that was for Hush Hush or if it was for... Yeah, Pycelle's gross. Yeah, you deserve more. <laughs> I like to think it was Pycelle was gross. And this yeah. was an odd moment for you, lady, who just had a bunch of dudes walk in while you were nude and just didn't know what the hell was going on. Just cut off your John's beard and dragged him away. <laughs> oh, that's right. They have one more bit where he's uh, playing with something on Pycelle's desk, which looks like it's meant to cut off a dong. I'm assuming it's like a cigar cutter or something. but um, uh, Circumcision tool, yeah. maybe. But he's got a line of, uh, well, cut off his manhood and feed it to the goats. There aren't any goats here. Well, then make do. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's obviously an, an empty threat, but it's just like, well, let's figure it out. Like, yeah. not a goat goat, but something that'll eat. It's a threat. Just, stuh. you've ruined it. You've ruined the threat. <laughs> so, I think I extrapolated from this scene that Pycelle, this might be his introduction as well, or? No, I feel like he must have been dottering around before this. Um, he's definitely sharper than he is later in the seasons where he's just kind of a, a dumb old farty idiot. Mm. Whereas here, he's actually a bit more of a, a cog in the machine. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it for me. Yeah. Um, like, just that last violence scene was um, brutal and slow and... Well directed as well. Like, yeah. you could tell what was going on and who was where, and it was still chaos, but f- good chaos. Yeah, and once again, a very dark scene that was um, once again lit by a, a, a errant fire. But, mm-hmm. like, yeah, all very affecting, all very slow and purposeful. Yeah. Good, yeah. good stuff. Well, if I'm out of notes and you're out of notes, we want to ask, ask our final question. How did we get here? Um, We got here by an episode that is called The Nightlands. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, I know what that is, but uh, what do you think that is? Um, or what do you think that we could be doing here? Well, I would have thought it would be from when, you know, one of the knights would have you know, parachuted and, mm-hmm. you know, got right in the middle of the bullseye on the beach. But, mm-hmm. you know, th- this is the knight, as in N-I-G-H-T. Uh-huh. So... It's not about knights landing, it's about... Yeah, but the knight doesn't really land, it sort of rises, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, um, sunsets are opposite now. Oh, wait, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Some powerful magic out there, so... Sunsets. Wait, does that 
So not a sunrise, though. Mm. Just an opposite sunset. Whoever's the closest equivalent of Superman in this show spins around the ah, right. <laughs> globe a million times. I don't know. <laughs> sure, why the hell not? We'll see that. That'll be weird. Yep. All right. Until next time, I've been BT Calloway. That's been Elliot J. O'Neill. Goodbye. And for now, our watch has ended.